the person who gets the most done has the least excuses. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Millionaire Woman Show. If this is your first time here, welcome. For those who are returning, we are so excited to share with you our special guest today. The Millionaire Woman Show is all about bringing awesome guests to the show from around the globe who are going to provide you with lessons on the principles of life, leadership, and business so you can live your life rich from the inside out. So who wants to know about, more about achieving greater results without adding more work hours, imagining spending more time doing the things you love, and do it in a way that is wildly profitable? Let me introduce today's guest, Melanie Benson. Melanie is an optimizer and has a gift for guiding fast-paced, mission-driven entrepreneurs to thrive as they emerge as leaders in business and industry. With over 15 years of mentoring high-achieving game changers, Melanie is a revenue strategist removing productivity and progress derailers while identifying high payoff, profit-boosting opportunities that position the entrepreneur to achieve their dream business. Melanie is a lifestyle enthusiast, and she spends her free time in search of the best spas and beaches in the world. And we are excited to have Melanie with us today. Please welcome Melanie Benson to the show. Woo! Hi, Deborah. <laughs> so for those people who might not realize, Melanie and I have been following each other for a number of years on social media. And just this past September 2019, we were both invited to be at the new media summit that Steve Ulsher puts on in San Diego. And we had a great chance to just <laughs> hug it out as soon as we realized that we were both going to be there. And what a phenomenal to feel your energy in person, not only from being online. And yes, folks, she does match her online profile. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, Melanie. I know that's a thing. I can go to events and people will say, oh, you're just like who you are on social media. And I'm like, well, I certainly hope so. Yeah, I know. Really, that's such a compliment when I hear somebody say, you're, you're the same, like the same online as you are offline. I mean, yeah, authenticity rules, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And today we're going to focus on dreaming big, going for those big goals. And I want to start with talking with what made you focus on goals? What, what realization did you have about people when they're pursuing their goals? Well, it's actually, it came about from a very personal place, which all of my great principles and the things I've been teaching for 20 years come from, I've, I figure something out in my own life or my own business. And then I start to see all the same people, all my clients, all my industry struggling with it. And, it, and I would actually say it's not any type of goal. They're bold goals that I like to really like hone in on because something really powerful and magical happens when we set bold goals. And what I mean by a bold goal is I mean a goal that slightly terrifies you and you feel like deep in your soul, you know, you have to do it. 
And I know you've had these, right, Deborah? Like these goals that you're like, I have no idea how to pull this off. I have no idea like why this goal. It's like, it, I don't want to do it. There's something inside me that knows I have to do it. And it's definitely not going to make you feel comfortable. But these are the goals that are the game changers. These are the goals that when we, when we step into them, like everything radically shifts. So in my own life, I've been in business almost 20 years now, which is kind of mind blowing. And I found that every time something really amazing happened where I had huge revenue spikes, where I went from feeling invisible to, you know, just like having massive opportunities flowing in, I had to make a bold move. I had to do something to shake up my status quo. I had to do something that scared me or terrified me. And I had to do things I wouldn't normally do to really like make a leap. And about 10 years ago, I'd kind of stalled out. I got really stuck. I was cresting a seven figure business and things were kind of like not working anymore. And I was feeling like I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore. And every, you know, I think we all hit this peak from time to time where everything we've done up to now can't continue to be done. We're going to just like lose our mind if we have to do it one more time, right? It's like way too much of the same thing. And I needed to do something radically different. And so it took me a little bit to figure out how to stop swimming in the muck. Mm -hmm. And I realized one day, like, I got to do something really bold and outrageous and like outside my norm. And it was actually just starting to like teach people how to set their own bold goals that started to open up all this new opportunity. And that for me was a game changing moment. Like I went from kind of feeling totally unmotivated, totally uninspired, my inspiration and my fire and my, that fierce warrior woman inside of me kicked in again. And I, it just, things kind of like took off on a whole new level. So for me, the idea of now, now I really look at them as bold influence goals. Those one, that one goal that when you say yes to it, it just skyrockets how you're showing up in the world. And other people, Deborah, start to notice you because they're like, whoa, what's Deborah doing right now? Like, this is really interesting. And they don't really know why they're being like focused on you, but they have to pay attention because you're, you're creating some magic with what you're up to. Mm -hmm. So that's the long version of the story, but <laughs> that's why I think bull goals have become such a, a pivoter for us in business. And I think that, you know, it's not that those fears and doubts don't show up, but you move against that resistance to really focus in. How did you deal with fears and doubts and that resistance that, you know, uh, brings its ugly head? Yeah. Well, I think anytime we're um, pointing our sights on something that we've never done before, there's going to be resistance, there's going to be fear, and there's going to be a lot of doubt. And so knowing that it's part of the normal evolution of growth changes the framework in your mind. So instead of believing those thoughts and saying, oh, well, I shouldn't do this, or you talk yourself out of the big goal, or uh, you let those uh, fears turn into practical, rational reasons why you don't go for it. You recognize, yeah, so these are signs that I'm pushing up against my known abilities and I'm stretching and I'm growing right now. And so recognizing it's part of the normal expansion process, it changes your relationship to them. So instead of believing them, you go, oh, this is fuel. Yeah. Right? Like what if I turn those into rocket fuel and I say every doubt 
is a sign I'm doing the right thing. And what if I didn't believe the doubt, but I believed what was possible instead. Mm. And I think if we look back in history and we look at every single person, especially if we look at women who have had profound impact on the world because they chased a dream that was ridiculous or so big that people are like, how on earth are you ever going to do that? Every single one of them would tell you they were terrified. They, they had doubts. They had doubters in their life who were saying like, what are you doing? Like, who do you think you are? Right? People would challenge those goals because other people who love you and want to protect you are going to try and talk you out of doing things that seem irrational to them. Yes. But if we trust the goal and we get the right support, right? We align ourselves with coaches, mentors, and people who are used to playing that kind of game. Then we start to have the support and the strategy and the, and the, the, um, like a, a guide for our brain. <laughs> so we don't believe all the doubts and fears. See, and I think, I think the thing that I really go back to, and this is something that has been continuous in my life is to go back to the four agreements mm. and not taking anything personally. So if someone says, do you really think you want to do that? I wouldn't do that if I were you, you know, you might fail. We don't want you to fail. If I really go back to that principle, I realize none of that is about me. Totally. Right. It's about yeah. their fears, their anxiety, the steps that they didn't take because they were too scared to do what I'm willing to do. Yeah, and we could even apply that to our own little voices of fear, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I teach my clients in my mastermind programs, because every time we take a big leap, we are gonna constantly be bumping up against fears and doubts and limiting beliefs and, you know, can I really do this? And so I, you know, a lot of times fears start to appear real because we can wrap logic around why we shouldn't do something. Because of course, none of this is convenient, right? I think <laughs> if it was convenient, we'd be sitting on the couch eating bonbons and letting the world pass us by. Like, yes. Success is not convenient. And so we have to have our own self-dialogue of, am I making this up? Is there any other version of this that could be true, right? Like instead of saying, this is not going to work, you could say, well, there is a way it can work. I just have to find it. Yes. So we had to keep challenging those fears, those doubts, those assumptions, and those trained responses that keep us safe. Yeah. So and I'm not saying that we won't like fail, right? Like there are failures along the way. I should probably say this, right? Yes. It's just that we learn to relate to those differently. They're information rather than um, stop signs. And it's how we relate to failure or things that went off track. Because I find that if you don't take it as a learning lesson, you can be blaming, you can start complaining about why this didn't work, who's to blame why this didn't happen, versus saying, okay, this didn't go as planned. What can I learn from this to move forward without having that guilt and shame and take you even further off track than you need to be? Yeah. And can I share an example of that? Like oh, in real time? So when we were in the green room, I was just sharing, you know, I've been on a marathon. We've been in the middle of a, of a really big promotion. I do a, what's called the own your bold influence challenge once a year. And so we just are literally coming off the big move, all the crazy moving parts. And 
there were a lot of things that didn't go the way I wanted them to go. And there were a lot of balls that my team dropped, not because they're not great at what they do, but because there was a lot of things going on. And so the old me, the perfectionist who needs things to go right, would have like started casting blame and, you know, saying like, oh, this person did this wrong. But what I really learned to do, and part of this is my commitment to be a better leader, is I started to question like, what could we do to eliminate some of those breakdowns to make it go better next year? Mm-hmm. And so it creates a new conversation and it empowers people to solve problems with you rather than making them feel like, well, I'm not valued and I'm not a part of it. So, you know, if we stop blaming the people around us or ourselves for what doesn't go right and we look at what's the, what's the way to make it even better, then we have more momentum. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's a great approach to alleviate the guilt, the shame that goes around that. Because when we can build momentum, we are going to move into our strengths versus playing from a fear or weakness-based mindset, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's what I, you know, I know productivity is a conversation that we want to have is when you look at productivity, people who are in fear of making a mistake are the least productive team members. Mm. When we give them the opportunity to make a mistake, but learn from it and recognize it's human nature. People make mistakes, especially when you're going fast and like, and there's a lot of moving parts to something. Then you give people empowerment to own making it better. So what would be three productivity uh, busters so that Mm. you can increase your productivity and manage that progress so you don't get derailed or go off track as we mentioned yeah well i would say one of them is uh your mindset we've been talking about mindset and i think it's really important to remember how we how our thoughts how we how we allow our thoughts to to guide our decision making is either going to set us up to accomplish more or derail us and take us out of the game And so one of the first things I look at with clients is what is the way they talk to themselves when they're under stress and pressure? Like what is the way that they talk themselves through prioritizing? And so what happens a lot of times is people have really um, bad self-talk and they beat themselves up for not being where they think they're supposed to be. And they're constantly having this comparisitis or comparing comparitis or whatever you want to call it. And they're like, well, I should be here or this person's there. And all that does is that puts an enormous amount of pressure on you and it, and it taints accomplishment. So that's a real productivity killer. I think a second one we do is wing it. And so I want to talk to all the creatives and all the entrepreneurs and all the people who love the rush, the adrenaline rush, right? And I want you to know that I get it. I am a recovering, winging it woman, right? And my nature for many years was to go, all right, well, how do we bring in some cash flow tomorrow? Like, how do we bring some, oh, we need some cash. We should do, like, we should do a sale, right? Yeah. And when I realized was, it was eroding profitability because we were literally leaping from one how do we make some more money campaign to the next rather than having a structured flow of something we could count on throughout the year right and so i'm a huge fan of having a kind of what i call like a guidepost plan it's like here's some places we know we want to be with the flexibility to adapt and move as necessary 
But I think winging it is a massive productivity killer Mm -hmm. because no one can plan. No, your team cannot get ahead of the game. They're constantly waiting for what do you have the whim of next. Uh, And a third one is trying to do it all yourself. Yes. So let's get real, right? I mean, you and I know (laughs) that there's absolutely no way to expand your impact in the world and have a greater reach and increase the income beyond what you can do in an hour, right? Like if it's just you, if you can't touch it, it's not getting done. That means it's not going to produce a result. And I see this is actually probably the most common reason people don't reach their goals and dreams is they're still caught up in trying to do it all themselves. And most of the time it's from a cash flow perspective. Like I don't know how to afford a team. So I don't. And again, this goes back to mindset, Deborah, right? Like very reactive. It's reactive, but it's also not strategic. If I can't afford it is your answer to everything. You'll never be able to afford the level of impact you could have. Like I'm a huge fan of don't limit your thinking to can I afford it or not? Find out what you want, like claim it. Mm -hmm. And then let's create a plan to get there. Because most of the time, what you believe you can afford and what you can invest in and create a structure to achieve are radically different. Yeah. And you know, I find that Melanie, when I work with people and they say, well, you know, this is my goal, but I don't have the money. And when they say that, I ask them, well, how much does that dream cost? What's the investment involved? And they have no idea. So they don't know whether or not they can afford it today yeah. or what it would take to get there because they haven't done the background work. It's a habit. It's literally a reactive habit. It's a habituation to um, kind of fall back on. I, I can't afford it. Yes. Okay. But here's what I love about habits. If you can have a habit to fall back on, I can't afford it. You can create a new habit of what would have to happen for me to have it. What would have to happen for me to walk this path to get there? Yeah. And I think that's important because I think people, when they realize, I, I remember um, coaching someone and we were talking about one of her goals and she said, I want to go to Jamaica. And I said, how much does that dream cost? I have no idea. I don't even know what, how much a plane fare costs. I said, well, part of that homework is doing that research. Yeah. And a year later, she actually went to Jamaica. Yep. And I'm like, as soon as you put the action and start moving toward the goal, the how and everything else unfolds. Mm-hmm. And I find it I- very powerful. Can I add on to that? Oh, absolutely. Because I, I think sometimes hearing real examples really helps things land. I, I was working with a client this week who's in my mastermind, and she's been kind of bumping up against the, her dream of launching a group program. But she's, she's maxed out one-on-one, and, and she's in high demand. So she's in this perfect place, right? right? But she keeps having this resistance. We talked about resistance earlier. Well, what we discovered was she was lacking the clarity, the information of how to move from the dream of having a group program to, you know, and so what was happening was 
she was making up these stories in her mind about what wouldn't work or what, you know, like she was getting stuck on not knowing how to do something. So the minute we mapped out all the steps, the resistance went away. Wow. And so is it because she shifted her focus? Well, it was two things. I, when I work with a new client, one of the first things I do is something I call, I uncover their unique profit amplifier. Well, she, her unique profit amplifier is the group program. It's the only thing that can amplify her profit. Right. And so when we started to look at the revenue potential of focusing on her unique profit amplifier versus staying stuck where she was, the light bulbs went off. Wow. She's like, oh, the only way to get there is, is through this group process. Mm -hmm. So then we looked at, now where's the resistance? And she's like, well, how? What are the steps? Mm -hmm. So unwrap, you know, like kind of taking it out of the mystery, <laughs> like, okay, there's all these 70 things I need to do and saying, okay, well, actually, here's the next things to do. Yeah. It became more simple. And so the resistance goes down when clarity goes up. And I think it ties specifically into what you just said, like, when she had the clarity of how much it would cost to go to Jamaica, it could happen. If right. you don't have clarity, you have resistance. Yeah. The resistance goes down when clarity goes up. That is a writer downer for all of you. It is. It just came out of nowhere. <laughs> Record it. Um, <laughs> but keep your hands on the wheel. <laughs> so I know you talk about having hidden gold. And I would love to hear more about that hidden gold. Yeah. Well, the hidden gold is very similar to a unique profit amplifier and that hidden gold is the thing that you already are doing. It's already something that's in your offerings. It's already something your clients are asking for, but you are not focused on it because like many like human beings on this planet, we like to chase the next bright, shiny idea, right? So it's, you were studying with a mentor, or you saw this webinar, or you, um, you know, like start taking this new training and you got into this new thing. And, and so a hidden gold opportunity is something that already exists. And if you move your focus back onto it, it becomes a gold mine of opportunity for you. So an example might be someone who has done some speaking and they used to get all their best clients from speaking, but somehow they stopped doing that or they, they put, pulled back on it and they started doing something else that's not really producing great results. Right. And they're frustrated. Um, another client example is someone who I uh, have been working with on and off for the last year she used to go out and go to all these events and exhibit at trade shows and it stopped working and it stopped producing results for her. And when I asked her like where she got her best clients from, she realized that the thing that she used to do was partner with, um, she's in the beauty industry. She partners with these beauty uh, schools and she used to get her best clients from that. So we moved her back to, focusing on those partnerships and the, and the sales started coming in again. So it's figuring out what is the thing that you already know how to do that if you refocus on it, it can produce a gold mine of sales, a gold mine of opportunity. And again, it just goes back to focus. Yeah. And it's going back to what was working. And I think people forget that what's working, what's not working and what do I need to drop or tweak in order yeah. to move forward. And sometimes what you used to do won't work to get you where you're going next. Mm -hmm. 
But that doesn't mean you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. It yeah. may mean you need to retool it, like you're saying, or this is where the optimizing comes in. We have to optimize your message or your market or your model so that you can get back into your superpowers. You can get back into that hidden gold, expansive energy that we all have inside of us somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I know that you have an offering right now that talks about a profit focused plan. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that entails? Yes. Yeah, so um, we have this do it yourself toolkit that I think is basically one of the easiest ways to uncover your hidden gold and to um, come up with a plan for consistent, predictable cash flow. And the reason why I love this tool is this is the same process I take every single coaching client through. Absolutely every single coaching client, they go through the same steps. But some people, they just want to do it on their own, right? They're like, okay, I don't need somebody to guide me. I just want the process. And what we do is figure out what are your priorities, what are your goals, and what are your offerings you already have. And I show you how to map it out so it's crystal clear what's happening when. And two things happen, Deborah. One, you start to realize where you have holes in your revenue strategy. Because most of us, we already know we're going to speak a few times. We already know, okay, well, I always do this campaign around the holidays, or I always have this big boost of, of um, speaking gigs or you know, partner arrangements or whatever at certain times of the year. But there's always holes. And two of the common ones are summer mm -hmm. and holidays. Christmas holidays, uh, the winter holidays in particular. The distractions. Well, the distractions, but people's buying attention is diverted, right? It's going in other directions. So what we do in this process is start to look at how can you create, you know, a different way to be with those uh, common, you know, income drop periods yes. and keep the cash flowing in or kind of up it during the other times of the year so you can compensate for those lulls. And then the other thing, and I see this across the board with entrepreneurs everywhere, is they don't always think through, if this is when I want to promote something, this is when I actually have to send some emails out or I have to do some marketing. Right. And so it's correlating all those pieces so that you are able to know for the next 30 days where your focus and attention needs to be rather than winging it and going, I don't know what to do right now for cash flow. Yes, you do. You already have a plan mapped out. So I like to keep it really simple and just teach people the basic process of how to move from what you want revenue wise to how to execute on it so that it gets done and it's real. I call it the profit explosion toolkit. Very powerful. So if someone wants to explode their profit, identify some holes, making sure that you connect with Melanie. She also um, really works on focus and being very intentional about building a business you love. And what are, what are the ways that you teach people? Let's give us maybe three nuggets of how you help people be more intentional with that building process. Yeah, so I think first and foremost, this buzzword of alignment is something that we all have to come back to as a very foundational piece. And what I mean by alignment is, is what you're building, the strategies that you're saying yes to, aligned with the business and the life you really want? 
And here's, here's what I mean. Sometimes we get very caught up in the, the idea of success, but we don't think through what it's going to take. I worked with a woman one time who she was, had this beautiful body of work, but it was one-on-one. And so she had to go and immerse herself um, and, you know, basically not pay attention to the world around her for several weeks at a time to deliver her service. So she had this dream of, I want to do a group coaching program. But when she got into the mechanics of it, she was like, I hate this Mm. because it wasn't doing the things that she was feeling aligned with doing in order to deliver her program. And so alignment is how do we build a business that's so aligned that it keeps you in what I call your superpower, which is that thing that when you do it, you just are on fire and it's delivering the result that your clients is craving. And that's an aligned um, business. And it's very easy to get out of alignment because we get caught up in these really awesome ideas that we see other people doing, or there's the cool strategy of the year, (laughs) you know, it's like, Oh, we should have a funnel. Oh, we should do a webinar. Oh, we should have a podcast. Yes, maybe, but we need to figure out what's the aligned version of that for you. And I think that's where sustainable growth comes from. Mm. So what does someone need to start building some of that sustainable growth? I think you need to get really clear what's important to you, really important to you. What is so aligned that when you're in it, you, you have this fire and this passion that no one can squelch. See, when you're doing things because other people say you should, it's really easy to lose the fire and get burned out and go, ah, I don't want to do that today. But when deep inside you're, you're like a magnet being pulled towards a dream that has so much passion for you, um, you, you'll, you'll do it all day long. And so it's important to understand that you may have to do things you don't want to do at times, but if that's the only thing you're doing, you will not want to build the business. And I think that's where a lot of people feel conflicted, Deborah, about the, you know, the opportunity to grow and expand a business from where you are now to that next level. They're like, no way. I don't want to be busier. No way. I don't want to work more hours. Okay. Well, what do you want? What do you really want? Do you want more time? Do you want more impact? Do you want to have a book out there where you're on tour? Like, what's the thing that calls your soul forward? And how do we create a, create a mechanism so that feels more effortless, so that you get back into that fire and that passion and that inspiration that truly is where momentum is carried forward in a very sustainable way. So I think you have to know what's important to you. And <laughs> you'll find this funny because it kind of goes back to my the introduction, you know, about visiting the best spas and beaches in the world. Yes. Well, and, and name some of those. I want to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your eyes light up. You're I like, know. what are those? Um, What's the list? I have favorite beach written here. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, one of my favorite beaches on the planet is in Fiji. Uh, I don't actually remember the island. I'd have to look it up. But uh, another one is on the island of Capri. So those are two of my current favorites. Of course, we got some great ones right here in LA. So next time you're in town, we're going to one of them, right? Okay. Right here in Malibu. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, but the idea that, okay, so I completely lost my train of thought on that. Where was I going? You got me all excited about beaches and spas. About being that lifestyle enthusiast, mm. alignment, getting clarity on what you really want. Right. So the, the funny thing is early on in my business, I basically recreated a job for myself. 
I was working 78 hours a week. I was working every day. I wasn't taking time off. And I realized it's because I forgot to prioritize my life, like to have something in my life that had meaning and value to me that was just as exciting. So I started to look at like, all right, if I wasn't working, what would be inspiring to me? Well, I would want to go find the best beaches in the world. So keeping that in my introduction keeps me present because I, you know, I do quite a bit of speaking, quite a bit of interviews. It reminds me every time I hear it, this is who you want to be. You want to be the person who's out enjoying your life, not working all the time. Because I do love what I do a lot. Yeah. So I had to look at how many hours a week do I really want to be in work mode? And then what am I going to do with my life when I'm not working? Mm. And I, I set my sights on a four-day four work week. That was my inspiration. And I pretty much keep that in tow. Sometimes it's half days on Monday, half days on Friday. Right. But I create that flexibility. And so knowing what's important to you, like is independence, is it financial impact? Is it making a difference in the world? Like you have to pivot your business around what you value. I love how you talked about pivot because this question is something that I've been thinking about for a while is what are some of those pivotal moments who's helped define who you are today? (laughs) Okay. Well, I would say the first one and this is something that I hold space for my clients around now, is learning how to message what I do. Mm. There is a lot of very passionate people out there who cannot articulate what they do in a magnetic way. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is they talk and talk and talk and talk and people have no idea what they're delivering, right? And so I had a friend who was in a mastermind with me And he literally sat me down one day and he taught me how to message my magic Mm. so that when I could communicate to someone in a speaking gig or in a mark, you know, like a website or in an email, what my magic was in a way that caused them to take action. I went from being, you know, broke and and financially struggling and, and, you know, like, oh, maybe I'd get one client every few months to... I had a full client base and I was growing multiple six figures over and over and over again. So that was pivot number one. Mm -hmm. Pivot number two was my mindset. Uh, I have had two really beautiful opportunities to fail epically and pick myself back up again. And I think until you've had an epic failure and you have to dust yourself off and reclaim your power in the world, you have absolutely no idea how important your mindset is Mm -hmm. because your thought patterns are either going to put you in the well and keep you there and you can't claw your way out, or it's going to give you the confidence to face your fears and say, okay, that didn't work next. Like, what do I need to learn and how do I incorporate this so that we don't do it again? But like, okay, let's just keep moving. Right. And, and that was probably the single most important pivot for me was when I failed the second time about nine years in having amassed major success and really positioning myself as an influencer in my space and having <laughs> countless opportunities flowing in all the time. To feeling crickets, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to have to revisit the mindset stuff. And um, I think every new level of you, you have to learn how to adapt your 
confidence in your belief systems and your decision making to support the person you're becoming and the business that you're creating. 100%, 100% mindset plays such an important place and we're always evolving. I, I know when people say, oh no, no, my mindset's straight all the time until the challenge face and it's totally a different challenge than they've ever faced before and suddenly it's like, oh, here's that resistance, here's that doubt, yeah. here's that fear, now what do I do with this? Yeah. To need to adjust the mindset. What is your quickest way to adjust your mindset? Um, okay, so I don't know if I have a quickest way, but what I typically do first is I will, I have like a series of cards that I will pull. Mm -hmm. um, and these cards have very poignant, like one or two words on them, and they will almost always uh, reflect back to me a word that is the belief I'm missing. Mm. So it's kind of like a tool for me to kind of connect back to, all right, what's the shift I need to make? The second thing I do is I honestly, I turn to my, um, I turn to my influence, my circle of influence, like my, my inner circle, because sometimes I need someone else to show me what's in my blind spot yeah. or, or I'll call my coach or my mentor and um, I, sometimes we need someone to kind of shine the light on the dark spot that we've entered into and go, um, hello, <laughs> you're, you're dancing around it. It's right there. And that, that will be a huge shifter for me. And then the third thing is I'll listen to a podcast that really inspires me. Mm. I find that podcasts, listening to someone be in their fire and in their energy is the fastest way for me to snap back out of it if I can't get there from one of the other two things. I have, a, I have a whole arsenal of things. <laughs> sometimes it takes several things to, to yeah. unleash the demon that has been locked into my brain, right? So are you a journaler? Um, no, not really a journaler. Uh, I'm actually working on uh, reincorporating that habit back into my life because I find that journaling as a rule is a little arduous for me. Yeah. And yet I know there's some really powerful stuff in it. I have some entrepreneur friends, the journaling is the last thing on their list, whether it be yep. typing it on the computer, whether writing for myself, I find that is a great way to get anything out of my head that might be causing any fears or anxiety or doubt. And as soon as it's out of my head, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I can move forward with some of that clarity because it's no longer trapping my creative space. Yeah. I, I find that when I go for a walk or a hike and I get with nature, it just immediately pops for me. It's like, oh yeah. So that's actually, I wasn't going to go into all seven of my strategies, but that's actually one of my go-tos is get out of the space, go somewhere nature-based and you get a new perspective. Yeah. And I think that's really important, especially for those listening who think that, well, I know a lot of people who journal and I feel like I'm not getting it, what everybody's getting when they journal, but I do go into nature. As long as you find that way that you can clear your head and allow those ideas to come forward so that you can monetize. And I love how you said message your magic so that you can monetize that magic as well and really share with the people that you do work with in the more, most powerful way instead of being trapped in your head. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So one of the things, Melanie is a podcaster as well, and she has Amplify Your Success podcast. 
tell us about the birth of that process <laughs> and uh, what led to that? Well, Amplify right here. Um, well, I've actually been podcasting for about eight years, I think it's been now. So the first podcast I knew, so let me go back even further. Like since probably my third year in business, I have had some kind of interview format process. So way back before podcasts, it was a teleseminar, which we would record and put into a CD. And so people would get the CD in the mail. Okay, I know I'm dating myself here, but that was pre-podcast. And then, um, you know, I just, that just didn't become, that wasn't sustainable anymore after a while. And this is when video and, and podcasting was coming to, to play. And so I started a video podcast, but this was before Facebook Lives. So the technology was really clunky and super expensive. And I had that podcast for almost four years and I got burned out on it. So it's kind of part of that whole like reinventing myself and pivoting things. Yeah. So as I, I decide, I made a conscious decision. This podcast is not feeling aligned, but I do want a podcast. So I gave myself six months off and then I hired a coach and I brainstormed with her. She was, she's a big name podcaster. And I said, I want to start a new podcast, help me find it. And that's how Amplify was born. Yeah. And Amplify was already taken, so it became Amplify Your Success. And the spirit of Amplify Your Success, and I love this part of it, because it really reflects the most authentic version of me, is I didn't want to have just one type of episode I would do. I gave myself permission to do whatever kind of episode I was inspired to do. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's interviews. Sometimes yeah. it's a, a solo episode where I do like a mini training. Sometimes yeah. I do on air coaching with a client. A lot of times when people join my coaching programs, they get a bonus of uh, getting an on air coaching where I, I spotlight them, but we also do some coaching that everybody can benefit from. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was, is that I needed that flexibility to stay inspired. And my audience loves it because we change it up all the time. And so it doesn't get stale for them. There's always something new and fresh that they're, they're hearing. And sometimes they just answer the most common questions. Yeah. So the whole theme of Amplify is how do we amplify our results in the world as business owners, change makers, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs? And I just let myself have permission to do what I feel inspired to do. And I think more people, you know, need to trust to follow that being inspired to do what you need to do. Yeah. I think that's when we start questioning whether it's going to work. Is it going to be perfect? What are all the things I have to have in place? What, how do you deal with clients who are in that space of wanting to have everything perfect before they take action? Oh. Ooh. Um, well, so perfectionism is a very sophisticated procrastination strategy, right? Mm -hmm. And there are usually a couple of core reasons why someone's, you know, in that perfectionism. One, some of us are actually wired for perfection. Like there's something deep down inside of us. If we don't get it right, we have deep fear. And I'm saying we, because I am actually one of those people. Right. If you study the Enneagram, uh, I am an Enneagram one and Enneagram ones are champions of transformation and change, but they also need to get, need things to be done right. Mm -hmm. Or else there's this massive fear. Something bad's going to happen. Right. Um, and then some people do perfectionism because their fear of making a mistake is rooted in financial scarcity or time scarcity. I can't afford to get it wrong. So I'm going to 
do everything I can to get it right so I have my best chance of it succeeding. That's actually a really poor entrepreneurial strategy. Mm-hmm. It's actually lays in more of an, an employee mindset because uh, there's some part of you that needed to get it right so that you would minimize your risk of failure in, in some, under someone else's regime, right? Yes. So uh, I always believe that when there's perfectionism, we have to uncover what the root of it is so you can learn that your strategy is not going to get you the results you want. And that there's actually a better way to get the money in the door <laughs> and get this and that. And sometimes with my clients, I literally just, I, we're like, all right, you got a deadline. If you don't meet the deadline, what's the consequence, right? And we have to kind of drill it down to that level. Right. So there's a, I have a lot of different strategies I use for different clients, but ultimately you just have to come face to face with, it's, it's a strategy that's not going to get you what you want. Yeah. What are the excuses coming up for you? What are you focused on? Right. These types of things. Well, I have a saying, you're either collecting excuses or you're collecting successes. Mm-hmm. So if you do a good job of collecting excuses, guess what? You're not enjoying the successes. So it's a really quick read on your, on your personality. Like, did you achieve it? Yes. Great. Then you're collecting a success. If not, you're collecting an excuse. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listening or watching, think about, are you collecting some of those excuses? Are you collecting some of those successes? So Melanie, we're almost close to the end of the interview, but I have a few more questions that I do want to ask. What is one of the most profound books that has the greatest impact on how you live your life and how you run your business? Boy, there's been a few. Um, I actually think in the context that we're talking about today, a book that was a radical game changer for me was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm-hmm. I read it at a time when I was desperately unfulfilled mm-hmm. and bumping up against my own upper limit. Mm-hmm. And it gave me uh, a whole new way to look at where I was at. And instead of um, feeling this fear about doing things that were uncomfortable for me and I was failing at, I realized, oh, actually, this is how we really land in that superpower, in that genius zone, as Gay Hendricks talks about it. So to me, that was one of the most powerful books that I needed to read the most at that time in my journey. And I think it's important for anyone who has their sights set on something that is much bigger than they know how to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And you're feeling like that tension between what you know how to do and what you're feeling called to do. It's a really important book to read. So in what way do people need to pay attention to that calling? I love how you just brought that up because it's yeah. actually reading a book all about call, the calling. Yeah. So, um, what are your ways of helping people tap into that calling? Well, sometimes that calling is really clear and sometimes it's not. The calling is nothing is working anymore. And so I think um, really understanding that the calling shows up differently, uh, but the one surefire way is to create space for it. Mm. So when you live a life that all you are is busy and you're racing from one thing to the next and you're so booked out that you have no, you know, you can barely breathe, you will never hear your calling. Mm. it's very hard to understand it if you are getting the inklings. So in my opinion, the calling is these little inklings that show up at the most inopportune times. And they, they oftentimes percolate as doubts 
um, but they are also uh, these ideas that you can't shake. And, and normally we do a few rounds of, that's ridiculous, put it aside. Oh, that can't be what I'm supposed to do with my life. Put it over there, yeah. you know, fire that idea. And I've done that several times where I would get these inklings. I'm like, oh, no, no, not doing that. But I think the calling, if you really listen to it, is it's, it's your soul's way of calling you to the next great version of how you're meant to show up in the world, how you're meant to serve, how you're meant to, to give your gifts out in the world. And oftentimes they won't make sense. Yes. And you can always say yes and figure it out on the way. Mm. You don't have to be ready. You just have to be willing. And that took me a long time to say that out loud. <laughs> Being ready, but you must be willing. I love that. Yeah. Really you cool. don't have to be ready and you probably won't be ready. I don't know if you're ever ready, actually. You just need to go with it and just trust that everything's going to unfold as it needs to be yeah. at the end of the day. Well, you know, I have a lot of clients, and I don't know if you see this as well, but there's an, an inordinate amount of people who are burned out and are dealing with mystery illnesses who are financially struggling, and they're getting these calls to step up their game and do something new, and they're like, I don't know how. And it's like, you don't have to know how. You just have to say yes and, and then become the person who can pull it off. Just because you say yes doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow, but, but it can't happen if you aren't willing. Yeah. So basically, this podcast is about saying yes to being bold. Yeah. So yeah, how can people stay in touch with you? How do people stay in touch? Well, um, I think one of the first things you ought to do is connect with me on social media. And um, I have a gift, Deborah, if it's okay to share it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we have a quiz. Actually, no, I'm going to share something else. It ties to that Profit Explosion Toolkit you were uh, mentioning earlier. And it's at melaniebenson.com forward slash millions. And what you'll find at the other end of that is there is a 10 ways you can amplify your income in the next 15 to 30 days. And what I, why I like giving you this gift is because sometimes you need a tool in your hip pocket where you can like go, oh, all right, well, I do want some revenue next month. I'd like to kind of create a new burst. I know I have a revenue hole. That, that I'd like to fill. I'd like to actually triple my income in the next 90 days. What are some proven strategies to do that? So it'll give you 10 different ways that I've personally used or I've used with my clients to do that. Mm -hmm. And it leads you to a special price on that profit explosion toolkit. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that gift. Can you just tell us again what that is? Sure. MelanieBenson.com forward slash millions. Okay. And I'll make sure I put it in the notes in the YouTube where you can grab it as well. Thank you. So for a final word to our viewers and listeners, what are three strategies do you, that you feel that people can take today to amplify? Mm. Um, well, let's go back to this unique profit amplifier. And let's say you don't know what your thing is that when you do it, you know, you know like the clients just come. I would say, take a step back and look at the last 
three to four years, if you've got that many in business or whatever you've been doing the last few months, if you're newer, what's the one thing that when you do it, your clients come the fastest? And then how can you double or triple your focus time on that? Mm -hmm. And then secondly, what do you need to say no to, to create more ability to focus on that? So the fastest way to more money, more impact, really raising your influence, achieving bigger, bolder goals is you have to be willing to say no to the things that are taking you away from the time, energy, and financial bandwidth to say yes to what you really want. And as, as you probably know, Deborah, there's no shortage of opportunities when you get to a certain level of visibility, yes. but there is always going to be a finite amount of time until we learn how to liquefy and expand time. Oh yeah, that's actually one of my podcast episodes, <laughs> but yeah. uh, you can really say no and the world's not going to fall apart. You're not going to miss out on anything extraordinary because all the right opportunities will come when you say yes to that bigger, bolder goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a great reminder because there's times I get myself caught thinking, wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. I really want to be a part of that. It's good exposure. Not thinking that, you know, if I put my head and he nose to the grindstone, I have a few other goals I need to crank out mm -hmm. and I will have more of those opportunities. It's not that I'm missing out today for what I have planned for my future. Yeah. And it goes back to the third strategy, know your priorities. Mm-hmm. Not like your, um, the things that you're addicted to, not the things that you're making up, but really what are your priorities? Where do you want to be 12 months from now? And what's the important thing you do now to get you there? If you don't know, hire a coach, get the support you need to get that clarity. It will be a game changer in your ability to create momentum and momentum's contagious. That's when all this, the, the cool stuff starts flowing in because people feel your momentum. Yeah. I was talking with someone today and that momentum, it was, and I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to use this from now on that it's all the green lights. You know, mm -hmm. when you, when you're traveling on the road and you hit all the green lights, you feel like you're in total flow. Yeah. There's no stop signs or roadblocks showing up to say, and detours to say, okay, you got to pause here. You got to do this. But when all the green lights are a go, just trust it and feel it and go with it. Well, I will add to that because that's a beautiful metaphor is that when the red lights do come or there's a roadblock, when you're in that momentum, it's easier to find a way through it or around it, right? Like you don't feel derailed by them. It makes you more resourceful. Mm. Okay. So you're like, okay, well that didn't work. How do I get there a better way instead of I'm stopped, right? Like that's really like, that's that like momentum that, that really pays off. And you don't have to stay in that space because of that momentum, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's not derailing you or stopping you. It's just like, oh, okay, what's the, what's the next path to get there? Yes. Yes. So make sure you follow along Melanie's journey at MelanieBenson.com. Don't forget to grab that free gift with forward slash millions. Thank you, Melanie, for coming on the Millionaire Woman Show. We're grateful to have you here and sharing all those nuggets um, of how people can move forward, amplify their own success, but really take big, big, bold goals and move them into action. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Deborah. It's always so fun to talk with you. Yeah. It's great to connect a second time around versus yeah. just on social media. I know, right? Please go follow her on social media because she drops beautiful nuggets that will help you every single day. 
and really help you grow your business and in life as well. And Twitter. I know she's really great on Twitter as well because I follow all, all of her things and she's doing some great things in the world. It's a mutual love affair for sure. <laughs> and I would love for you to go over to the Millionaire Woman Show on iTunes or wherever you listen to on your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review the show. Give us a five-star high five. Tell your friends about it because you never know what nugget could change someone's life. Go over to dub www.debrakazowski.com. Grab your three uh, video series course on making habits stick so you can really create that discipline and consistency in your life to nail down some of those goals. So really complimentary with a lot of the stuff that Melanie does as well. And uh, we would love to support you in any way. You can email myself at Deborah at DebraKazowski.com or go over to Melanie's page, MelanieBenson.com. Let us know how you enjoyed the show. We love feedback. This is how we share more nuggets with the world and get on podcasts and have interviews and develop products to best support you. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And our wish on behalf of Melanie and myself Go out and have a fabulous day. Thanks, everyone.